this is the Sixers Group Therapy Podcast. You should probably subscribe if you're a listener because admittedly, we only do episodes when we feel like it. So at least you'll be in the know. The regular season is finally over and the NBA playoffs are here. Dave, June, and I will share our feelings headed into the playoffs, our first round predictions, and we'll even end with a little regular season recap. Um, I'm being dead serious when I say that this um, just being able to record this pod really amped me up for the playoffs. So let's do this. Here is First Name Dane. Sixers Group Therapy Podcast Playoff Edition, the only Sixers podcast where we only record when we feel like it. I am your host, Playoff Nuge. Today is the first day of the NBA playoffs, the only time of the year that matters. Today, we only have three-fourths of the squad today. JB Mudbones has a wedding, but we do have the karaoke king of Chinatown. That is June 1. I believe Chinatown Philly is the most underrated nightlife in America. <laughs> Chinatown Philly is good, man. That's awesome. Not just good the food. food. Not just the food, man. Is it, well, we, we found out last weekend the nightlife. Not too bad either. Not too shabby. <laughs> June, what is your, real quick, what's your go-to karaoke song? Oh, it's got to be. Weren't you, wasn't it fi- weren't you supposed to sing Firework by Katy Perry at one point? Wasn't that a thing? What was that? Well, that was from. Tobias was an all-star, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Is that your karaoke song, too? It's got to be, right? Oh, I forgot to sing that one, but that, that, that's up there. Nice. I love it. Dave, what you got for your karaoke song? Oh, my God. Um, probably uh, oh, probably Wonderwall. That was really Wonderwall. We did sing that <laughs> yeah. one. That was a great one. Yeah, um, Wonderwall. Can't miss. Speaking of Dave... We have him here. I already he already talked. I forgot to introduce him, but we have the king of the suburbs, uh, oh. domesticated Dave, domesticated the weed, Dave, the, the weed puller, the, the weed puller, the lawnmower, the painter, Dave the painter. That's it, baby. It's good. Here we are again. Hello, darkness, our old friend, the Toronto Raptors, aka the Nick Nurse Bulldogs. Here we go. Here we go again. Uh, I feel like we're gonna talk a lot about our mentalities. For the playoffs and throughout the regular season, but we'll get there. Uh, I have to touch on the last time we recorded the podcast was, I believe it was like the first five James Harden games and we were flying high. We were, it was some of the most fun basketball I've ever seen as a Sixers fan. Uh, I asked some of you, I don't remember who, what's, how does he, very prematurely, how's the season going to end? And I, I'm pretty sure I got more than one NBA finals answer. Um, so since then, as expected, not not great, not great. Um, a lot of the fan base is down, including myself. I I, uh, I said yesterday was the last day I'm going to mope around, but today I'm in playoff mode, and I think I might have to pull out my honesty cap uh, for this podcast, uh, the surprise podcast. I know people have been waiting for it. Um, and Harden, uh, 
hasn't looked like himself. He looks he looks like a totally different player from the first five games. Looks a little slower. Um, can't get by anyone under 26 years old. Um, shooting terribly from three. So uh, the honeymoon phase is a little over. Um, so guys, I'll start with uh, I'll start with June first. The last what 15 games or so. How does that make you feel <clears throat> heading into the playoffs? Well, first, since this has been a while since we recorded, I just want to touch base on that. That honeymoon phase was probably one of the best times of my life as a as a Sixers fan. And um, of course, Excuse we were playing very high, and and then the fact that we literally plummeted to ground zero in less than 20 games. Uh, it's got me worrying a little bit, especially against our real well-known foes uh, of Toronto Raptors. Uh, but this time without Kawhi Leonard, but somehow the Scotty Barnes kid looks <laughs> like Ka- Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> he does. <laughs> so, I mean, right now, not too confident, but We'll see. We'll see. Today's game one. Uh, we'll see what our guys bring and how Harden looks. Don't know if this hamstring thing is real or not, uh, but, but we'll see. Now, uh, now, Dave, uh, it wasn't just Harden. I mean, MB uh, uh, looked fantastic as always, and somehow I think his numbers went up and somehow his MVP case went down. But anyway, uh, the benches looked terrible. Uh, literally no production. Uh, our backup five situation is a mess because mostly because of Glenn Rivers. Uh, but also I kind of blame Maury a little bit for signing DeAndre Jordan. But uh, Dave, is it as bad as me and June made it seem that last stretch or are we typically overreacting? Um, I think it's a combination. I think, um, I think uh, what, what June said, it was just completely euphoric in the beginning there for, for two, three weeks. And uh, really every Sixers game was like an event, like, uh, like absolutely cannot miss television. And then that Brooklyn game really just was like in financial markets, you have a bull market or a bear market. When it's a bull market, it's just up only. Everyone's making money. And then the bear market is just everything's bleeding out and it's bad. Vibes are bad. And that Brooklyn game sent us into a bear market. We've been in a bear market ever since the Brooklyn game. But guess what? Market cycles, baby. It swings back every time. It never goes down forever. It never goes up forever. I Who knows? Maybe we're going to trend the other way at the right time. I think, um, has it been ugly at times? Absolutely. Uh, added, I guess added to the list of weird things, the, you know, the combination of Harden aging 10 years in the last month and uh, <laughs> Embiid playing absolutely out of his mind and somehow is not going to win MVP, which is just utterly despicable and uh, unacceptable. And uh, it's really just it's, it's infuriating, honestly. I mean, what more does he have to do? And side note, it's just clear propaganda. Adam Silver was never going to let it happen. I mean, what other explanation is there i mean what does he he was the first big man to lead the league in scoring since shaquille o'neal he was the first sixer to lead the league in scoring since Allen iverson he is the first center to average 30 points a game since moses malone he's uh the are there even numbers for defense because it uh, the eye test says it's not even close he's a he's a four thousand times better than than Jokic on defense uh, that the, how's that for you know for statistics four thousand a little four thousand x right there I would bet 
that that's how much better he is than Jokic on defense. He probably could be defensive player of the year. Um, his team finished with a better record and a higher seed in arguably a tougher conference. I mean, the East has been like a, like really good this year. So, um, and he's not going to win. He's not going to win the MVP. And uh, I don't know, uh, but he is, he is that good. Maxi is that good. Even though Harden has regressed, he's still better than Ben Simmons who gave us absolutely nothing um, as, as, uh, as slow and, and, uh, aged as those step back threes look at that's better than Ben Simmons step back threes, which were non-existent. So, um, with all that being said, I am, uh, if Embiid look, dude, if Embiid is going to be who he know he is, <clears throat> how can we not win? I mean, this is it. We texted, we texted about this earlier. I mean, Jordan, got got smacked by the Celtics and the Pistons all in his early years. And finally he turned the corner and won his six championships. This is Embiid's time to turn the corner. It's been Boston twice the, that first year. And then again in the bubble, the Toronto series, with the Kawhi heartbreaker. And then last year with the Hawks blunder, this is it. He's 28 years old. It's his MVP season. He's not a kid anymore. He's been around the block. He's been punched in the mouth a handful of times. You have to go out there and beat this fucking team. You have to. And there was a quote I saw earlier about, uh, I guess it was from practice yesterday or something. And he was talking about how they try to frustrate him. He knows that, you know, they know he wants to score and he's probably going to have to not score. They're going to, they triple team him as soon as the ball gets thrown to him. And he's going to have to trust his teammates and get his teammates involved. And whether he scores 10 points or 40, as long as the rest of the team scores and his teammates are involved, we're going to win. So it seems like he's in the right mental space. And I think, He's going to do his best Jokic impression, and it's up to the other guys. It's got Harden's got to got to play well on offense. Maxi's got to play well on offense. Toby has to show up, and um, you know I think uh, the main keys to this. I know I'm rambling at this point, but no, no, in my opinion, the main key to this Toronto's. And I guess I kind of went in to start giving my opinion on this playoff series. So I guess I'm going first there. But <laughs> the key to this series is they have to box out. And rebound. If we lose, it's going to be because we get out hustled and second chance points. And if they hit the glass and the, there cannot be any flat footed standing around, I'm looking at you, Tobias and James and James, I'm looking at both of you two specifically, no flat footed standing around. You have to hustle. You have to throw your body in front of these people, dive on the floor for every loose ball. You cannot lose. You cannot give up second chance points. You can't because if you do, they're going to out hustle us. They're going to out length us. They're going to outwork us. And uh, that's that's how we lose the series if we don't hustle and box out and rebound. So, Nuge, <laughs> what do you think? Talk to me. You haven't you haven't gone yet. You uh, go. Uh, on everything you mentioned, on various subjects, you hit it right on the head. Um, the Raptors, that's their mo. You know, you look at our teams, you're like the Sixers have a talent, <laughs> and the Raptors they're going to outwork you, and they have the athletic bodies. To just they can throw at us that will cause problems to MB just because like you know like throw triple teams at him like Nick Nurse of all the coaches in the league it seems like Nick Nurse has a somewhat a handle on how to guard Embiid, um, and then James Harden you know like he, like we were talking about James Harden looks like a shell of himself, um, and the Raptors have the athletic people that can stay with him and so I'm very interested on how Harden performs in this series and. Like you said, Tobias has never gotten a loose ball in his life. Um, there's that beautiful play that 
Uh, DeAndre Jordan just watched the Raptors bobble the rebound and, you know, save it from out of bounds, and he just watches them dunk it. Or they might have been Pistons, I'm sorry, but anyway. Um, that's exactly how we lose a series is if, if we're not hustling and it's, you know, like it's playoff mode, you got to be diving on the floor for that stuff. We have the talent. It's just about executing. And uh, the Raptors do have, you know, players from that finals run still. And the players that are, were not from the finals run are very well coached and they're composed. And like, I could definitely see where a situation where they slap us in the face and we lose our composure, which is, you know, the Sixers second in the league and blowing 15 point leads behind only the Knicks. And in those leads, you could see, you can, you can see the body language when they know they're coughing up a lead. And I could see a, a scenario where the Raptors slap us in the face and they stay composed and we just fall, fall apart and throw up on ourselves. Um, so with that, I want to ask, is there a chance that the Sixers were coasting into the playoffs? Like MB, They're like, okay, Embiid's the MVP. Harden, you've been in the league for what? 12 years, you, you've been a one seed, you've been a two seed, you've gotten to the Western Conference Finals, like, you have that hamstring thing, let's take it easy, we'll get to the playoffs, and we've always said regular season doesn't matter, right? It just, it sets a little bit of a tone, but playoffs are an entire different beast. So, June, Dave, what do you think? Is there any chance they were just trying to get to the playoffs and maybe we see a little bit more of a a Harden and Bean combo that we've been expecting ever since that five games? You go, June. I want to think about this for a second. Okay. Um, like, if I look at the individual players that we had towards the end of the year playing, like, Embiid was playing his ass off, I think, to get his MVP hopes up and shut all these media clowns down, but apparently that backfired because it wasn't enough and Apparently, Jokic is now in the lead or wasn't the lead. Uh, we'll and talk about that later. I, I, <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that later, sure. And then I think for Harden, I could see a case that he was coasting because I, I think we all can agree, like, that first whatever three, four, five games we had with him, like, he just looked like a different player than what he, what he is now that we, we've seen on TV. Um, so I, I could see that he was coasting. Um but then I see, like, other players, except for Tyrese, like Tobias, uh, Niang. I don't know, who, who, whoever else. Like, I don't think they were coasting. Like, I, I think what they've touched upon, like, what we have to do to beat the Raptors of, you know, and he's going to get triple team and has to rely on other teammates. I think that's what worries me the most is I don't trust any of our guys, role players, except for Danny Green to do anything good, anything positive, to help us, like, beat the Raptors, who has, like, 10 deep that are better than any of our role players that we have after Embiid and Maxi, and maybe an engaged Harden. Um, so I don't know that we were coasting, and I don't think we're in the position to coast because we have no track record of doing anything right in the playoffs. So I don't know. I I. I'm kind of nervous uh, about what's what's to come, and I don't think we were really coasting. <laughs> yeah, I um, <clears throat> coasting is a slippery slope. It's almost kind of like uh, 
it's almost kind of like the whole tanking thing. It's like these players aren't losing on purpose. They're going out there and they're, you know, they're trying to fight to play and stay in the NBA every night. And it's, I kind of feel the same way about the coasting thing. I feel like, you know, we kind of are who we are. And uh, I don't know, maybe they turn it up a little bit. Like, I hope them turning it up is like not being flat footed and going after every loose ball. Like, other than that, I mean, I'm sure these got like, you know, I feel you can only coast to an extent in the NBA. Like, you, especially like we have a target on our backs. You know, we made this big trade and Bede's kind of like a villain figure and everybody, we kind of get everybody's best shot every night. So I feel like you can only, you can only get away with coasting for so long. And I just feel like that extra gear, like I said, is they have to hustle. They can't get out hustled. They cannot get out worked. They have to get every 50, as Doug Collins would call them, the 50-50 balls. You have to be everywhere. You know, they have to. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. The coasting is a slippery slope. The hustling and the transition defense and loose balls is exactly what we struggle with. And that's exactly <laughs> what the Raptors are good at. So that that's concerning. Um, we're such a top-heavy team that, like, after Embiid and, you know, 40-year-old Harden and Maxi, everyone just, like, I agree with June. Like, I just don't trust anyone. You know, I don't trust Toby to come up in the clutch. I don't like you look at these playing games or even the playoffs from last year. You always have there's always some random role player that steps up. And we're going to need someone to step up at some point in this playoffs if we need to, if we want to get to where we think they could potentially get. And like, you know, like last night, who was uh, Murphy for the New Orleans was draining threes. Um, the day before that was like, you know, it was like Herb Jones and then like, uh, uh, for Cleveland or, uh, Atlanta, sorry, DeLon Wright came in and started, you know, almost shutting down Darius Garland. So like Kevin Herter, <laughs> uh, Trey Mann from the Clippers, like there's always a random role player that steps up, uh, that Boston series versus the, the Sixers, you know, in 18 Rozier, Marcus Morris, you know, making all their shots and, I don't know who that could be for the Sixers. Anyone have any idea? I don't, but I know that Toronto is full of those guys. Like that's literally <laughs> their entire team is role players that step up and kill us. So who's, I got a question for you guys. Who's it going to be for Toronto? For me, it's going to be easy. A combination of precious uh, Chris Boucher and Scotty Barnes. I think that's like the fucking lethal <laughs> big three for Toronto. That's going to absolutely destroy us. Do you guys agree? I think you might. June's shaking his head and laughing. I was exactly going to say uh, Boucher <laughs> and Crushes the Chihuahua. And I want to know, how many combined threes are they having in this series? Oh, my God. Combined. Let's say they all hit, like, what? Let's say it goes um, – let's say it goes seven games, and I think they're each going to hit three threes a game at least. So, so you know. 42, 42 threes in the series? <laughs> Don't forget yeah, – don't forget when Aaron Baines, who shot like eight threes in his career, <laughs> oh my God, had like nine threes versus us in that one in the five game series. In the five game series, had like nine more threes than he's made in his career in the five game series versus the Sixers. But hey, you can even turn that around. Maybe someone unexpected in the Sixers steps up. Maybe a Shake Milton. Maybe Cork Moss seems like he's out of the rotation, but they might try him. Not um, according to uh, not according to David Thorpe, right, June? David Thorpe oh says Cork Maz is the X factor. <laughs> uh, Maxi had to save us last year versus the Hawks in Game Six, so maybe Max Maxi seems like someone who 
doesn't mind some pressure. So maybe Maxi steps up, even though it wouldn't be too unexpected because he's been fantastic for us this year, uh, a candidate for most improved player. Um, I don't know. Maybe Danny Green gets hot. <laughs> and like you <laughs> said, like I like Danny Green. I like him a lot. I love but him. he might be too important for us, especially with Thibault. <laughs> Diable yeah. not playing in the in the three games in Toronto in Toronto. So yeah, um, I I agree. Like the, that's gonna happen to us. The and it was really funny. Like those two games when we played versus Toronto, because they're smart and they're composed and they're decently athletic, they were they threw four a four forward lineup at us. And they didn't have a point guard. They had a Chua out there, Scotty Barnes, uh Siakam. And who's the last one? Um, Siakam. Do you say Siakam? I have Siakam. Boucher. They had those four on the floor. Barnes, Siakam, Achua. Yep. They had those four on the floor, and we and they were like fine. <laughs> and oh meanwhile, we we can't throw out a backup a backup five. Um, and they have Ananobi too, who hasn't played against mm. us once this year. We lost the last two games without Van Vliet and without OG Ananobi. So. Not a, not great for things to come, uh, but yeah, it, it, it's not not great. Uh, so I don't know. We'll see. Do you guys uh, any other concerns that with Toronto, or should we start getting this? Maybe some positives that we the Sixers could do. I think just the out outworked and outcoached. I think are my my one A and one B. I think. Uh, you can you can you know close your eyes and and swing at whichever one you think is going to be more debilitating, uh, but I think those are the two my two choke points for this series: the coaching and and uh, hustle. And uh, I don't really think I have anything good to say. <laughs> I think we just got to like, I think uh, like I said before, I think uh, <clears throat> you know it's Joel's time now. There's no excuse. You cannot. That's all we got. <laughs> you can if the MVP. The MVP cannot lose in the first round to the to the Nick Nurse Pitbulls. You can't. You can't. You can't. Because guess what? If you get past them, I th- dude, I'm not even kidding. I said this before, like, and I wasn't kidding. I am just as scared of the Raptors as the Nets. And mm. th- those are like the two teams I'm most afraid of, the Raptors and the Nets. And uh, we got the Raptors in the first round. And uh, if we get past them, I think, uh, you know, we should continue to advance. No, I really do. I think this is a good test, good first test for us to kind of think we need to get fucking punched in the mouth. And they're going to they're gonna swing on us constantly. So let's get it done. Let's get it done. No more bullshit. It's time. Hey, you, you got you to gotta beat the teams that are in front of you. And uh, you got to beat some good teams. And the Raptors are a good team. They might not have the flashy names or anything, but they are very good and they're well coached. And they've been hot. They uh, they started the first half of the season, I think, hovering around 500. And then they only finished three games behind us. So, like, they are not a team to be overlooked. I think I don't think anyone's overlooking them. Um, there's even some, you know, sports. There's a lot of picks for Toronto, too. Um it's just it's just funny that we came into this podcast like all right it's playoff time we're pumped and then as we're getting through this podcast it almost seems like we haven't said it yet but it seems like we're talking ourselves out of it. <laughs> but no I'm in um, I'm all in I'm ready I'm ready to be I'm ready to I'm ready for, ready for disappointment ready to get hurt again um, yeah, always I don't, I I, I want to talk about MV because I think that's a very good point what you're saying about him because I think it gets a little. 
I think it's flying under the radar a little bit that there could be some pressure on him for the series because, like you said, we all think you're the MVP. You can't Prove lose it. to this team. You can't. Mm-hmm. Um, and last year with – I think it got overlooked and he was he was far from the main person to blame. Uh, he had his, you know, torn meniscus. Uh, and Tobias threw up on ourselves – I forgot um, about that. He did tear his meniscus last year. Allegedly, he tore his right? meniscus, and mm. uh, but there was like something in me, and like I might get shit for this, but I'm, I was just thinking, like, man, like MB was so good in that series, and like we thought you were the MVP last year, like you had to win that series, you know, mm-hmm. you had to win that series, and that brings me to my question, and this could me just be, this could just be me in my head. Uh, Gina, I'll start with you. Can you run? an effective, like, crunch time offense through Embiid in the playoffs. Because from the very few times we did it in the regular season, to me, it seemed like we didn't work. It seemed like we never had, like, the clutch moments that put teams away. It was always us, like, clinging on to a lead. We didn't have, like, the comeback wins. And, like, the times we tried to run something through Embiid to get a clutch bucket, it just seemed like it took too long to set up. By the time Embiid sets up, the teams are ready to throw a double team at him and he has to pass it away to someone like Niang or something. And it's just like, I start to question whether we could really have him being the, the focal point of a, like a crunch time playoff offense. What do you think? Good point, Nuge, actually. Now that I think about it, you know, yeah, like we've had a lot of problems like in crunch time, having anything look, coherent in the playoffs in the fourth quarters. Um, but I think if there is one positive that I'm going in this playoffs season is those past few years, we always had a primary ball handler who couldn't shoot and who couldn't really semi-create for others in a half-court setting. And I think, like, when you watch all these games, like even the playing games and last year's playoffs, like, all these good fourth-quarter teams, like, they have a tendency, you know, to create some kind of a matchup issue and cause havoc for the other defense. And I think before, we couldn't create that because we everyone knew what was coming. Ben's going to stop dribbling, look for Embiid, and then the Raptors or whoever's playing against us already has three guys on them because they can ignore, like, two other people on our team. But I think so, so that one bright side we have is like with Harden, his willingness to shoot. And we know that he's a good shooter on paper. And if he's going to take that shot, like he, he's got to take it. And I think that's this having Harden is a pretty big difference to like we might have a better fourth quarter offense than we had before because we're going to have to, we're going to be creating like some kind of a havoc for the other team. Because we're, we're, we're definitely seeing a lot of, like, pick and rolls that's causing a lot of switches, which we couldn't do in the past. And I think from what we've seen with Harden and Embiid towards the end of the year, like, like I think we were able to see some kind of action that causes some type of, a you know, some havoc for the other, other defense. Uh, I feel like that's, that's perfectly right. I feel like that's what the Hawks did to us. It was just so much chaos, and they took advantage of – Dave, I, I really do think James Harden is the X factor. and That, that could be stating the obvious, but mm-hmm. uh, I'm not as so concerned, worried about the stats as in like the situational 
um, awareness of of uh, James Harden. Like he's got to get buckets when we need it. Um, we see him get those switches in the regular season and him not be able to do anything with it. Uh, how are you feeling about Harden in this series? Um, <clears throat> I feel like you know we kind of said this when the trade happened. This is his uh, this is his last stop on the train. You know, after this, it's Goblin Town for him. You know, he uh, this is how he has to show up, and it's definitely going to be different. I agree with what June said. Um, I think you know there's not so it's weird because like it's like kind of like sometimes I wonder if you can have you know, run a, run a crunch time offense through Embiid because like everything has changed now. Like this is, this is the final, this is the final thing. Cause like it was, it was the same shit with Brett as it is with doc now. And so then we thought it was Ben was the common factor. Like we don't have this point guard. We have somebody that they know what he's going to do. He's not going to shoot. He's going to run up and stop dribbling. And it's like a, we have our head cut off in the half court. And now that's, that's now we have James. So like, if it's still the same shit, then it must be Embiid. Embiid is the only common factor that's left now from the, from when we first started seeing these weird issues to now. So, you know, we'll see what it looks like in the playoffs. And if it, if it's the same shit, uh, then I think you have to like, think like, you know, can you run an offense through a, 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 a you know, I'm going with this. Can you uh, uh, throw back big post up big man? can you run an, uh, a championship offense through in the modern NBA? I think uh, we'll have to, if, if this is an unsuccessful uh, campaign here, I think we'll have to ask ourselves that question. And uh, I, we, we might get shit for this, but like, I, I think it's, I think it's a fair question and, you know, we still have a lot to see. So I'm, I'm jumping ahead of myself, but um, it might not be a knock on Embiid, you know, it might just be the sign of the times. Like, yeah. Players are so much more athletic. Players are a lot more aware of how to guard a post player. You know, after going through Shaq, Olajuwon, David Robinson, everything. If, if you watch that video that I, I sent you guys with comparing Embiid's moves to Olajuwon, like those players in the 90s are like jumping at every every fake he does, you know? Like yeah. if you watch Embiid, everyone's staying down because people aren't that dumb anymore, you know? Uh, I'm very confident Embiid would roast Will Chamberlain in one-on-one. <laughs> So I, I think it's a sign of the times. So, you know, they're not playing with scrubs anymore. Everyone can shoot. Everyone can defend. Players are bigger, more athletic. So, I mean, to lead the league in scoring as a center, like, should not be overlooked. He's the first to average 30 since Moses. That's 40 years ago. That's insane. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, it's such a guard-heavy offense in the NBA lately that that's, that's very impressive. And uh, Embiid? We all think you're the MVP and uh, go out and take the series. And then he will. He's go going from there. To. He's going um, to. And at the end of the day, worst case scenario, if all else fails, we can always blame Tobias. So, you know, we always, <laughs> we always have that crutch to lean on. <laughs> Is this the last playoffs that we have that convenience to blame Tobias? Um, Let's say yes. No. no. Oh. As, long as, as long as he's on the team, we can blame Tobias. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying I hope he's not on the team next year. Oh, well, yeah, then maybe. Yeah, look, that, all right. Yeah, that's another. We can we can talk offseason another time, but, yeah. you know. Yeah, no offseason reg- yet. Regardless, off-season regardless yet. of what happens, um, I think, uh, you know, no team has ever won a championship coming off a trade deadline blockbuster. And, uh, you know, 
Daryl has, since he's been here, in my opinion, he's done everything right. You could, you could criticize him for waiting too long to pull this trigger on the Ben deal that it kind of, you know, um, it, it kind of, it, um, thwarted our opportunities of getting a legitimate backup center and, you know, filling out the roster for the playoff run. But at the end of the day, the guy came here when all was hopeless and he, uh, fourth day on the job drafted Tyrese Maxey 19th overall and, you know, traded Horford for Danny green, traded Josh Richardson for Seth Curry played his cards, right. For the Ben Simmons thing, told clutch to, you know, pound sand and flipped him into James Harden at the deadline. The guy's done everything right. And I have full 100% confidence that he will fill out this roster and do right by us, AKA turn Toby into three and D role players that actually fit and make sense. So um, regardless of what happens, I have full confidence going forward, especially with Maxi taking a, taking a leap into his third year and, you know, hopefully Harden, takes his off season seriously. The hamstrings better. He comes back looking a little more spry and bead makes it through these playoffs in one piece has a full off season after a full healthy season. I think, you know, the, we still have, you know, this isn't like a, our last chance here, you know, if, if, uh, as long as we come out of this in one piece, you know, we really should have like a two, three year window um, of, of legit, legitimate, uh, you know, um, ability to compete. So uh, we'll see, we'll see how it plays out. I think those are very fair expectations. Uh, like you said, teams don't usually, <clears throat> excuse me, teams don't usually have a major shakeup midseason and go to the finals. And I think that we have to remember that. But we also, we're also thinking we have Embiid and uh, we have an idea of Harden. <laughs> uh, so, like, I could also, I, I can't blame anyone for being like, why not us? Because, like, uh, we might not be a perfect team, but Talent-wise, we're up there with a lot of the teams in the East, which is a, a very good, very good conference, like you were saying, Dave. So um, maybe we take this and, you know, enjoy the playoffs because, like you said, this is what we wait for every year. It's uh, it's totally different, and this this is where legends are made. So, uh, Embiid, here's your time to make yourself into a legend. you got to win this series. Um, and then, like you said, we're not going to talk offseason yet, but – this isn't the last knock on wood, you know, barring you said getting out of here with one piece. This is not, this shouldn't be the last rodeo. And um, Maury has done nothing. We, we, he has deserved, um, you know, the praise and uh, he's deserved time to make this work. Uh, people don't, that Ben Simmons situation was so weird. And like before the trade went down, he was getting like heavily criticized by the fan base. And it's like, like it's the weirdest trade situation in sports. Like you, you can't blame him for taking his time on it. So um, unprecedented, unprecedented. So if, uh, if we do get bounced early, maybe some good changes are made uh, and we'll go in the off season and he's ready to, you know, build around James and Embiid, but we'll get there when we get there. It's not time yet. Um, before hey, what's real quick, we said this uh, before, the playoffs last year, our playoff preview last year, we said, here's our roadmap to the Eastern Conference Finals, Wizard Talks. If we don't get there, something's gone horribly wrong and there needs to be household changes. Sure enough, now we got this Ben Simmons thing happened because of it and we turned him into James Harden and it's allowed, it's opened the door for Maxie to become a star. So, you know, things happen for a reason, right? And, uh, you know, if all, if, 
another blunder occurs in the next in the coming weeks here, that means that Glenn's gone. So you know, there's always a there's always a silver lining. Uh, but you know, we uh, we have <laughs> can't believe that shit happened last year, man. But there was so. Do you want to segue into recapping our our uh, season preview for this year? Well, first we gotta do. Uh, I need your series predictions. But oh, okay. uh, right, right. before that, real quick, can be a quick answer. Who gets the backup five minutes? I have an answer to this. Let me go. First. I, I know. I know who we all think should get it. But we're talking th- about Glenn here. Who gets it? I think. Here's what I think is going to happen. I think Glenn gives it to B-Ball Paul right away. And I think B-Ball Paul looks like, you know, all of Glenn's concerns show through. Like he like fouls out in two minutes and is, you know, kind of making like boneheaded plays. And so then Doc can go right to DJ and he can say in the post game, I told you so. There's your Paul Reed victory tour. How'd you like that? He's awful. And uh, that's what I think. I think, you know, I think Doc, uh, there's a saying that I can't think of right now, but like cuts off his nose despite his face or something. I don't know. You guys know what I'm trying to say. I don't know what the saying is. So, uh, yeah, that, that's what I think. I think he goes to Paul Reed right away, and Paul Reed is the, the light's a little too bright for him at this time. So we're stuck with DJ. And that's what I think. Which is, oh my God, that's exactly what's going to happen. And when it does, <laughs> I'll be so pissed because it's like that's what you had the entire regular season for. You had the entire regular season to, tr- to have him have game experiences like that, yeah. and you're just going to pop him in the playoffs because we have no choice. And then you're like, see, I told you, when you were the guy who was supposed to be giving him that experience, that's exactly what's going to happen, June. Yeah. I don't even think we need your answer because I think we know what's going to happen. June, what do you think? Yeah, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> All right. June, then we'll start with you. Oh, uh, no. Raptors. Series predictions. You can give uh, uh, who wins, how many games. You can give your explanation for it. You have the floor. Oh, man. We're here again. 2019. I just get flashbacks every time I see Sixers versus Raptors. That's that's all I can think of. And But, you know, maybe it's a, it's a new light. Like, we've been through a lot, you know, since then. The shot. You know, the terrible bubble season brought the pandemic and and the Hawks. Like, we can't get much worse, right? So I'm trying to think positive going into this. And as a, a fourth seed who has upgraded a player into what we say is James Harden, I think we should be able to take care of them, revenge the 2019 series. And I think... I didn't mention this before, like about X factors. I think Toby might be our X factor, which boggles my mind. Because yeah, I agree. How Toby works is what is going on? He has like he has these roller coaster rides, like during the season where he plays really well, plays really bad, plays really well, plays really bad. He's he's gotta be on the like an like off side of the roller coaster. He's due, yeah. And it's their first round, like. I think he's definitely not going to show up for the second round, but I think for the first round, there's, <laughs> it feels like there's less at stake, so there's like less pressure on him. So I think Tobias might be our X factor. Hasn't he actually been playing really well lately? Hasn't he been on an upswing? 
No, didn't he have like six points when we played the yeah, toy so bench with everyone? After, but before that, after initially Harden, he was he looked terrible. He had like a, a a swing where he was playing like actually pretty well and shooting like five six threes a game, which is like that. It's like great because he's shooting, but then he also misses them. <laughs> so, uh, but then he like those last few games he started to down. He had like six points versus like the Raptors or something. Oh no, he's on a downswing. Uh, he's on a downswing, but he could be on an upswing. Yeah, so, that's it, baby. Ebbs and flows. It's a cycle of life. <laughs> he Ebbs did have flows. a good first round series versus the, the Brooklyn Nets in, in, uh, in 19. Yeah. So, you know, who knows? Um, uh, so maybe, Toby, there you heard it. You heard it here first. The the Toby Hayden podcast, but the X Factor is Tobias Harris. Also, leaving the window open to blame him if we lose. So I love it. <laughs> right on brand. <laughs> right on brand. Um, June, we uh, we kind of took your conversation away, but uh, anything else to add before we move on to Dave's prediction? Sixers and six. Sixers and six. Nice. Sixers and five for me. <laughs> yep. Sixers and five. This is no bullshit. No fluff. Get it done. Get it done. Sixers and five. That's a statement. That's a statement. Yep. Um, Sixers revenge tour. We could, uh, we could potentially be looking at the Raptors. 19, um, the Hawks last year, and the Celtics 18 and 20. Uh, I'm not, I'm not going to do what I usually do. What we did last couple seasons, and we did a prediction of the entire playoffs. I'm just going to take it one series at a time. Oh, I see where you're going with this. I think. Um, Go ahead. I, I I don't even know where I'm going with it. To be <laughs> um, I think um, you just you know it doesn't matter how you look. You just got to win. He's got to he's got to win, get to the next round. We'll take it step by step. Um, I am going to pick the Sixers and seven. I think uh, I think the Raptors are going to get a jump on us. I think they're going to frustrate us, but I think the Sixers are going to respond. Um, as I'm saying that, I'm realizing Glenn Rivers is our coach, so um, I could be changing my opinion <laughs> as I keep going. Uh, but I originally said Sixers and six. I just think, and you know, I. You guys know me. I I, I don't think Matisse style is good, <laughs> but like I think just having one less playable person, and it's arguable if he even is playable. But uh, just having one less rotation person in Toronto could hurt us. Um, I think the Raptors are gonna take one of the games in Philly in the first two. I think we'll we'll take back home court, and I do think it goes seven. I wanted to say Sixers and six because I think if it goes seven, I think we might throw up on ourselves. But uh, Embiid, you're the MVP. I believe in you. You're going to take the series, and it's time for them. They're going to screw you again. They're going to screw you out of the MVP, and they're going to screw you out of the all-NBA first team. And I think that you can't let them get away with it. It's enough. It's enough. They can't keep getting away with it. Um, And I think it's your time to show that you are the true MVP. And you know know what's better than MVP? Say it, Nuge. Finals MVP. Fucking right. So we'll get there when we get there. I'm going to say Sixers and seven. Doesn't matter how we look, just kind of win it. That's it. That's it. Um, I don't uh, want to do – I'm guessing oh, you ahead. guys – you don't want to – we're just going to do one series at a time. You, do you guys want to do any more playoff predictions? or that's, I don't want to go past do the Raptors series. <laughs> I do, real quick. I want to finish off. You said you said revenge tour. But did, did you not know where you where you steered the car there? Do you not, do you not see what I'm seeing? I hinted. I didn't want to go all the way. I didn't want to go the full way. Are we thinking the same thing? Probably. Say it. Say it. You say it. 
Who's the other first round matchups? We we play the winner. We play the winner of one eight, right? In the second round. Yeah, the, the, the Hawks and the Heat. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Who's the best player in that series? I'd say Trey Young. I 100% agree it's Trey Young. All right, then we're on the same page. Okay. <laughs> okay. I uh I I am on the same page. I, I actually agree with you. Gene, are you uh-huh. on the same page? I don't know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> Let's say we beat Toronto in the first round, right? So we're in the second round. We play the winner of 1-8, Miami and Atlanta. You smell any upsets down there? No, you shake his head. Wow. I can see it, man. I I see I, uh, I can see the Hawks beating the Heat in the first round. Absolutely. Absolutely. Dude, Trey Young is I fucking I it sucks that I've always liked Trey Young even before we threw up on ourselves last year. And I it sucks that I have to hate him because I've really liked Trey Young, man. He's so good. He is so fucking good. That he was amazing last night against Cleveland. He had 33 points in the second half. Like the guy is just ice cold, man. Ice cold. Huge fan. I, I actually have no hard feelings against the Hawks because I think we really did, you know, shoot ourselves in the foot. Yeah. But uh, and I've been a noted Hawks are not good guy. I'm, I'm that person. Um, to watch them the last two games, they're just like for such a young team. Last year was their first playoff experience for such a young team to be so composed. And like I ha- I've, I've told you this with, with Giannis last year in the finals. I have a new respect for the players that are like cold blooded, like pressure doesn't phase them. And Trey Young, like, I remember people saying, like, oh, the, the Philly fans are going to boo him so much last year. It's going to be a factor. No way it was going to be a factor. He stared in the eyes of every fan at Madison Square Garden and, just, and smiled. He, he loves this. He loves this shit. He's cold-blooded. And uh, I could see the, the Hawks giving the Heat a lot of trouble. And I actually might I might pick them to win the series because yeah. they cause – June, you said it. They cause so much havoc on offense. Yep. It's so much chaos and they take advantage of it because they, they just remain, you know, they remain composed and they, and they get it done. They didn't look scared at all last night. They have so much three point shooting, dude. They can put out Trey young, Kevin hurt as we're well aware, Trey young, Kevin Herter, Bogdanovich and Gallinari. What dude, that is so much space. There is so much space mm-hmm. on the floor right there. That's dude. The Hawks are legit, man. I, I think they're really good. They got, and they've really, they've drafted well. They still have – they got rid of Cam Reddish, didn't they? They traded him to the Knicks. They, traded they him, still yeah. have DeAndre Hunter, who's like the fourth overall pick a couple years ago that's a 3-and-D player. They didn't have, even play they against have, us. Yeah, they still have John Collins and uh, – and uh, Clink, did Clink probably get hurt last night? He got hurt, though. We don't, I don't think we know yet. Yeah. Um, it, they're hoping it's a hyperextension, but we talk about recipes for winning in modern basketball. They, the they seem like they, they, they got the, the model at least, and they probably underachieved this, this regular season. Then it could have been injuries or whatnot, but I'm with Dave. I think, I think if I'm the heat, um, I'm sweating a little bit. I really they have, they have much, as much of a chance to upset the heat as the Raptors do to upset us. I think those are the two series with the highest chance of upset in the first mm-hmm. round. Oof. You know, as we, this is a very interesting Easter conference first round. Do you want to, let's go through it real quick. Uh, yeah. Me and Dave are, I think we're saying Hawks, Dave. Is that what we're saying? Yeah, I'm picking Hawks. I June. actually might, I might put a little skin there. <laughs> June, Heat versus Hawks. Who, who are you picking? I can't see Miami losing. No? All right. No, there I you got go. Miami. So you're, picking, you're picking Heat. Yeah. Okay. All right. So we'll move on. Bucks and the Bulls. Easy. Bucks and Bulls. Yeah, I think we're all picking the Bucks there. <laughs> I, I, I put 50 bucks on Bucks and Bucks to sweep. <laughs> The odds are pretty good. And I think the Raptors were like, what, one in 20 versus the top three seeds of, of each conference? The Raptors are – I mean, the Bulls – I'm sorry, the Bulls. The Bulls are yeah, they're, not yeah. great. 
The Bulls are literally the definition of a fraud. Yeah, yeah they're a fraud. Um, we already did Sixers versus Raptors, of course. Uh, this is Brooklyn my Boston. favorite series. Brooklyn, Brooklyn and Boston. Boston. Wow, dude, yeah. what a first round. What a first round yeah. in the Eastern Conference, really. And you're, and you're saying Ben, and uh, according to Shams, who is a clutch client, uh, Ben could return for games uh, somewhere between game four, five, and six. Ah. So before we make predictions, do we think Ben plays? At this point, honestly, I really think the next team Ben plays for is going to be the, the Guangdong Long Lions, Long Lions or whatever the fuck they're called. I mean, this is insane. It's like it's this is like a, a deed or what, what's it called? Um, fucking what's that movie uh, where you're where you go crazy? It's the same shit every day. Groundhog Day. Groundhog Day. Yeah. Like, come on. How many times have we seen this movie? He's not going to play all these weird reports coming out. And we wanted to talk. We wanted to touch on this. I don't want to let's let's finish our thoughts on the series, but we'll we'll circle back to Ben. But I don't <laughs> think I don't think he's going to play. I don't think he's going to be a factor in the playoffs this year for them. I don't think either. Knowing his what he's done in the past, like in his rookie season, we kept hearing like, oh, he might play. He never did for whatever reasons. And I just don't think there's a there's a benefit for the Nets. I don't think there's a huge benefit for himself to play because no one's going to care if he, you know, he's been wrestling this. If, if he comes out and looks like shit, he's going to hear it. Gene, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, this guy didn't play all year. And last time he played, he he let go of a wide-open dunk. And coming back to a high-pressure situation, mm-hmm. nah, no That's way. In Boston? Game. In Boston? In he's Boston. Got a, yep. In Boston. In Boston. There's he's not no way playing. He, yeah, I don't think nope. he plays. Nope. Uh, with that being said, I, I hate myself. I'm going to pick Boston in seven. Wow. Oh so that God. would wait a minute. Wait a minute. Is this this is lining up with the revenge tour? <laughs> this is lining up with the revenge it's tour. It's a lining up with my own agenda, but like <laughs> and I'm not oh, saying man. this because the Celtics have haunted me for basically my whole sports fandom. I think they're good, man. <laughs> I really do. I, I I hate to say it. Uh Tatum is excellent. I always loved Jalen Brown. I've always loved Marcus Smart. they they have playoff experience. They're good, man. I I think I think they're gonna beat Brooklyn, especially with Ben being a being who he is. I I don't think Ben's gonna play, and I think there's gonna be their their defense is excellent and their offense is excellent. I think I think they're gonna win. I hope so. I mean, I'd rather play them than Brooklyn. I wouldn't, but <laughs> I don't know. I think uh, that scared me. How they don't they hate James Harden. Kyrie Irving hates James Harden. I don't want to play that version of Kyrie Irving. That's true. I, I, I don't know. I mean, uh, I think, no, it's like, it's almost like it's, it's, uh, it's like a prophecy, you know, we got to get through Toronto in the first round and then the Hawks will be there in the second round for that revenge. And then Boston waits, waits for us in the Eastern conference finals. I think that's like, you know, that's insane. That would be insane. poetic. <laughs> it's poetic. Yeah. Let's fucking go. And then Denver in the championship. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> let's go. Jude, Boston or Brooklyn. And that, that's – I don't know how that series is going to turn out. Like, Boston's really freaking good. And the Nets, you know, they have KD and Kyrie. Like, holy shit. I mean, who do I – I really don't know. But, oh, man. You're I'm picking – by the way, I'm, I'm picking Brooklyn, by the way. I never said my pick. I picked Brooklyn. And oh, so another, you deviated. 
Yeah, I'm, I am. Deviated from yeah. the tour. The, the I deviated from the revenge tour. Yeah, <laughs> I still think it's what the, in my heart. In my heart, it's revenge tour all the way. But in my brain, I'm saying uh, I think Brooklyn. And there's also a Kyrie Boston thing there too. Another storyline. Yes, there is another storyline. He stopped on the he stopped on the logo. <laughs> <laughs> there was all those thick pieces that came out when he stopped on the logo. It was great. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh, Yapek in Brooklyn. Oh, it, like, you, you, like you could argue. You could argue that Brooklyn has the best two players in the series. You could yes. argue Tatum Tatum could be in the top two. But like Kyrie's, we know Kyrie's excellent. We know Durant, arguably the best player in the league. Um, whenever you have those two, you have a chance. Uh, so what do you what do you think? Boston's very well rounded. What do you what do you think? Yeah, I think it's gotta be the Celtics in seven. It's gonna be real close. It's gonna be a it's gonna it's, be a I, really... I think it's going seven. It's like an Eastern Conference finals. Yeah, it really, yeah. It, it really could be. Um, it's it's absolutely insane. Oh, these playoffs are gonna be awesome. Yeah, they these really are. Gonna be so good. Um, Jude, do you, have, do you have time? Do you want to get the Western Conference real quick? Just real quick. Just give me your pick. You don't have to give me your reasons. I don't uh, even know who's uh, playing. So, I don't even know the matchups. You got to give me the matchups, Nuge. Suns versus Western. Willie Green's Pelicans. Suns easily sweep. Sweep. Yeah, <laughs> we uh, all agree. Sweep. Mm-hmm. Low key, nice series. You know, I think the Grizzlies are gonna kill them. Grizzlies versus Timberwolves. Oh, I love it. I don't know. I love yeah. both of those teams. I love both of them. I don't know. I don't know. I think Grizzlies wow. in five or six. Wow. There's a lot of young, exciting talent in that series. And my boy, Patrick Beverly. I might have to go with the junkyard dog himself. Just will his team to victory. I don't know. Uh, that's that, that's a the scores upset. table. Love it. Yeah. Potential uh, upset. I will, I will go. John Morant is like, uh, you know, he's he's uh, he's up there. He's legit. He's the real deal. So, you know, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt as the home court team. But ah, possible upset in the West, ah, right there. I don't know. We'll see. This uh, this may I don't know what's going on, with Luca. I haven't heard anything. I don't know about you guys, but this may have lost its luster. But Mavericks and Jazz. I would love to see the Jazz get bounced. That's another potential upset. Love that. Yeah, I, that. I think that first game is in a couple hours, right? The one o'clock. Yeah, it's at one. It's a one o'clock yeah. game, I believe. Oh, shit. Uh, but I, I assume Luca's not playing, right? Because we haven't heard anything about Luca. He is not playing, right? Didn't yeah. I see that, or am I crazy? Oh yeah, we I saw last night. Yeah, right. he's not playing game night. one. Um, mm-hmm. and then the very good. It's a very good one. Warriors Nuggets. Wow. I mean, go Warriors, because wow. fuck Jokic. But I don't know. <laughs> That's another really good series. That's good series, and uh, I, I think I'm gonna say Warriors in six. Yeah, Warriors. Warriors in four. Fuck he's that he's big, fat idiot. Uh, <laughs> big, fat, dumb idiot. He looks like he stinks. He doesn't wear deodorant, Jokic. He's so fat. <laughs> sorry. All right, I'm done. I'm so, I'm, actually, I'm sorry. I got I got so caught up in the exciting playoffs. You guys must, You guys have 10 minutes to go through the regular season real quick? From uh, – the uh, oh, from the, like recapping our our so recap. We never we never did the recap. Uh, Dave, yeah, yeah. You have some interesting notes if you want to take it away. I sure do. So this morning I woke up, my Saturday morning, walking around my suburban house, you know, doing the just cleaning up the yard, doing all my things, and I fired up the podcast, the 2021-2022 uh, season preview that we did back in September. And really some interesting nuggets that I pulled from it. And I just made some notes here. I want to run through a few things. First and foremost, a couple hot topics of discussion uh, around that time, just before the season started. I mean, first and foremost, the Ben situation was at its height. Um, You know, he had just shown up 
and with his phone in his pocket in practice and he did it for the money. We were questioning, you know, if he was going to fake an injury to get paid. And this is before the mental health uh, propaganda came out. And uh, just a couple, a couple other um, interesting talking points from that podcast. First and foremost, my personal favorite, I'm going to lead with this Elton brand, getting a text that Ben Simmons was outside the stadium of the preseason game and to come let him in. Uh, just, I, I just, of course, Elton would get that text. Go get him. Um, Doc had just completed his podcast tour. Um, oh. and yeah, talking about, uh, comparing, um, the, uh, comparing somebody to Trump supporters. Who was it? I, I, I've, I just kind of, I was half listening at that part, but he compared somebody to Trump supporters and, well, and on his podcast was, uh, tour and Ben's, Ben's, Ben's camp. Right. Ben's camp. That's what it was. Ben's comparing Ben's camp to Trump, <laughs> Trump truthers. That Trump won the election that, yeah, that's what it was. That Trump won the election. And, uh, we were debating who was going to be the starting point guard going into the season. And we all had this horrible gut feeling that Maxi was going to rot on the bench and doc was going to go with shake because of what shake did to the Clippers in 2019 in that regular season <laughs> game. So thank God it turned out to be Maxi. Thank, thank God. God. Um, now just, uh, on to our season predictions. I'm going to go one by one here. I'm going to start with June. This June's was short and sweet. All we got out of June was just a record prediction. Uh, June predicted that we would finish the season 46 and 28. Close, close. A little bit, did we fared a little bit, a little bit better. It doesn't, uh, even, what, add, it doesn't even add to 82 games. <laughs> that doesn't. <laughs> what, did we, what did I miss here? Did I write it down wrong? No, it's oh, 46 and, 46 and 38? 36? 46, 46 and 36. 36. That's it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Maybe I wrote that down wrong. Did we think it was going to be 70? Games or 70? That would no, be 74. I, so. I don't know. All right, whatever. Maybe, maybe June mispronounced. Who knows? Could have been June. June said, June said 46 wins. We'll put it, leave it at that. <laughs> gotcha. And what do we, we finished 51 and 31, right? We did. 51 and 31. Okay. So that, with that, I will go to JB. Shout out to JB. Couldn't be here this morning um, at Anne's sister's wedding in New York. Yes, yes, it is. Congratulations to the new happy couple. Um, JB predicted we would finish the season with or without Ben. 50 and 32. Wow. 50 and 32. And he chose 50 because the over under was set at 50.5. So JB, JB, you went under and uh, I hope you didn't take it in real life, my man. (laughs) But uh, either way, the books don't lie. And uh, pretty, pretty damn close. One game off. That's amazing. That's amazing. And Nuge. Nuge said we would go the whole season with Ben. He would be here. Nobody would trade him. He was untradeable. He had sabotaged his value completely, which was a pretty damn good guess because it almost came to that. Um, Mm. And um, Nuge said we would finish the season with Ben. He'd end up playing. We'd be the second seed. And uh, the top second seed, the top. Yep. And the top, the top four would be Bucks, Sixers, Nets, Heat. So overall, pretty close. Pretty good. And then I'm going last because I was, I was kind of spot on. I was kind of spot on. I said, I said, we'd finish the fifth seed. We finished fourth. Mm -hmm. And I said, we would trade for Dame Lillard at the deadline. There'd be a blockbuster Simmons trade for a superstar at the deadline. I got the wrong one. I got got a superstar though, but we got a superstar at the deadline. Wait, are are we, are we sure he's a superstar? (laughs) Theoretical. (laughs) Theoretical superstar. That's pretty spot on for Ben. Yep. And, uh, but I did say, uh, I did, Say that the top four would be Nets, Bucks, Heat, Hawks, 
giving us a first round rematch with the Hawks. And mm. uh, I did pick Trey Young, adamantly pick Trey Young for MVP this year. I was way off on that one. But uh, fifth seed with Dame at the deadline, fourth seed with Harden at the deadline. I'll take it. So uh, not bad. Not bad. All in all, I think, uh, you know, pretty level-headed. Uh, it was funny just listening back to the nonsense that uh, that we were going through back then. It seems like nothing changes. There's always nonsense that we have to deal with and talk about, but that's the reason we have a podcast and these therapy sessions. Right, fellas? That's right. And you know what? Like, I'm, I'm going to listen to these, like, years from now, <laughs> especially when MB retires. Like, these are some interesting, <laughs> interesting episodes that we have. And, hey, sometimes we're right. Sometimes we, we, we're spot on, you know? So, uh, fellas, if you, if you don't mind, real quick, I'm just going to ask you. It uh, doesn't have to be long. Uh, your final thoughts you'd like to get off your chest of the regular season and heading into the playoffs. Uh, I know we did predictions, but just, like, give me a feel of where you are mentally. Gino, I'll start with you. I think kind of touch upon our season, whatever preview we had. I don't think we got hard in if you didn't get married in Costa Rica. Ah, that's true. That's true. That's true. I, we did predict that. We 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 said I said there won't be a trade, but I said if there is a trade, it's going to be while we're mid-flight to Costa Rica, and that's exactly what happened. It that's is exactly literally happened. on the plane. You guys were on the tarmac. Yep. When the trade Wi-Fi. Thank God. Good Wi-Fi. Um. Any other thoughts, June? Or is, it, is that it? Wait. Uh, what was it about the Sixers season? Yeah, and it's like your what? What's your feeling with the regular season? And it's like, what's your mindset headed into the playoffs? Just get off your chest before we well, we end. Well, you know, it's finally regular season bullshit is over. All those eighty-two games. Now this is when it really matters. You know, this is this is what we live for. This is what the process was about. And man, I I can't wait for this game one. I can't wait for these playoffs. Let's go. Let's go, baby. Let's go, All right, Dave. I, um, I feel good. I said it before. I think, uh, you know, regardless of what happens here, I'm, I'm optimistic. I'm hoping for the best, but zoom out a little bit. I think we have a legit two, three year window right now. And, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to enjoy it. I mean, watching just the, just the sheer fact that Embiid is the first sixer since AI to lead the league in scoring the first center to lead the league in scoring since Shaq, the first center to average 30 points a game since Moses. I mean, this is, this is it. I mean, this is what we've always wanted. This is what we've been waiting for. This is why we did the process. This is why we were on board with the process to get somebody like this. And uh, I'm going to, I'm going to try to live in the moment as best I can and cherish it while we have it because it can go as quickly as it comes and who knows how long until we get another one. So I'm, uh, I'm optimistic about the present and the future. And I love Tyrese Maxey. And I think, He's a legit franchise player, and uh, we don't even know how good he could be. So, I'm uh, I'm excited. I think uh, I think we have a chance right now, but I think we more importantly, I think we really have a chance in the coming two or three years. My uh, well said, Dave. Very well said. Um, my takeaways are: do not take Embiid for granted. He is truly amazing, and. The regular, what we've known and grown appreciation for is a regular season is very grueling, very grueling. 82 games is a lot. And then you got to play, if you want to make it to where you want, you got to win 16 more games. Um, he's the reason we are where we are. I don't care what anyone says. He's the MVP. To go through all that bullshit with Ben Simmons 
And he was literally like one of two players who could dribble on the team before we got Harden. Like to have him to be where we are with all that bullshit and everyone's going to say Harden's going to hurt his MVP case, but Harden hasn't looked great in, you know, 15 games or so to be tied for the two seed after this crazy season and to he only missed three or four games due to non-COVID reasons. You know, COVID's what wiped out most of his games for uh, the season that he missed. Um, he's really incredible. And, like, whatever happens, like, he is a treat to watch. And uh, what's exciting about these playoffs is we're going to see another playoff chapter in his career. And, you know, sometimes it seems like he struggled, but his numbers have always been really great. And, you know, he is really – the phenomenal player that we had no idea he was, he was even going to play, you know, but he's like seated our expectations like way beyond. And uh, I'm very excited to watch him and watch how he does versus in these playoffs, especially versus the Raptors, which he has a history with. And uh, you know, um, regular season, we said, doesn't matter that much. And the playoffs is where it really matters. So, you know, we did probably see a lot of stuff that we didn't like in the playoffs, but we have Joel Embiid. And uh, sometimes you just need some playoff magic. And uh, I hate that I'm going like that route, but uh, we've seen it all the time versus us versus other teams. Sometimes players unexpectedly step up and uh, we could see, you know, some greatness in Embiid. So I'm, I'm hoping to see that. Um, I'm going to enjoy watching him. And like Dave said, uh, even if the road uh, ends a little earlier than we we like this uh, this year, I don't think we're dead in the water and uh, I think there's hope for the rest of uh, the next few seasons. So uh, that's, that's all I got to say. My, my expectation and my, uh, my mindset going to the playoffs is, you know, we have Embiid. Uh, we have, you know, Harden has been very good and is very experienced. And uh, I think we need to, we need to take care of business. No matter how we look, we just gotta, we just gotta win. That's all that matters. So uh, I'm, I'm feeling good. I'm very excited. We got to get something good to eat. Uh, June stopping by. Dave, you're welcome to stop by. Um, but uh, I'm sorry you ran 11 minutes over. I know you guys got to go. But uh, this was very nice to talk about before game one of the playoffs. So I'll get this released as soon as possible. Uh, everyone, thanks for listening. Uh, we really do appreciate it. And uh, we're we're right there with you. We are going to – this. the playoffs are – agonizing and anxiety inducing and uh no matter what happens they make me feel alive i feel alive right now so uh go six years trust the process everything happens for a reason let's go all right mvp mvp (laughs) let's fucking go i'm fired up i'm I'm excited talk to you guys soon Yep. All right, fellas. Thanks for hopping on. Tell us. See you later. Take care, guys.